and welcome back to this special two-parter to celebrate International Women's Day. Bryony Gordon, Paula Bell and Annie Price are back with more stories in just a moment. But first, thank you to the sponsors of this episode, Sweaty Betty. It's been so wonderful creating this collection with Sweaty Betty. Just fun from start to finish, working with their all-female design team, collaborating with them on the colour palette, the designs, the shapes, the styles. It all started off with a pen sketch of mine, a little intricate doodle that we've then laid onto the leggings and we've enlarged part of it for the jumper and the jacket. I think one of my favourite pieces are the leggings. They are so, so soft. It is unbelievable. They are soft to touch, soft to wear. When you're doing yoga or slouching around or doing a workout, it basically feels like you're naked, which is a plus in my eyes. So it's been lovely from start to finish. If you would like to have a look at the collection, if you would like to purchase a piece of the collection, all you need to do is head to sweatybetty.com slash ferncotton. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, here's part two. Another reason why it was easy to choose you, the chosen ones, um, but to think, you know, these women work so perfectly with what I want to express within this campaign is that you are all, um, or seemingly so, very confident in uh, who you are, what you're about, and in your own skin. That's what I pick up from all three of you, and I find that infectious from all three of you as well. Bryony's face suggests that that doesn't mirror what's going on inside your head. No, but this is the thing. I do like post a lot of pictures in my like skivvies and my show off my like belly and all of that and stuff. Love and people go. Um, People go, oh, I wish I had your confidence. And I'm like, babes, I don't have any confidence. Confid- you just flashed your boobs at me just before we came in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not confidence. That's just a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. Just, just a bit of they're just yeah. boobs. Just <laughs> um, forget I did that. Okay, so look, I, confidence is a trick, right? I don't have confidence. Like... I have the same thoughts as everyone else. I'm like, oh, why do I have cellulite? Because I'm a human being. Do you know what I mean? That's why I've got cellulite. You know, why don't I have... Why do I have pores? Because I would die if I didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do I have all of this? And, you know, and I have the same thoughts, but I just... I don't have the energy to pay any attention to them Agree. anymore. so much to that. I I'm can't be done with care. it. That's and, my I, and it's one of the things that does make me so angry and upsets me so much is when I see someone obsessing over the way they might look for, as if it, like, 
other people. Like, it's just like, wow, our bodies are amazing. And, and I think I've done this one before and a million times, but like the chances of any, and it's, but it's really important to say, okay, the chances of any of us in this room existing are like one in 10 million to the power of two. I don't like, just like, there are more chances of like England winning the World Cup or. Slim. You know, like it's, it's, and so, like, first of all, your biological parents have to like meet and then they have to get in the mood. And, like, if, like, I we don't can't know, think about that too much. It's po- too traumatic. But, like, no, but this is really important to remember. Like, if the postman, like, knocked on the door to deliver something or interrupted them, basically, and they were like, oh, suddenly they weren't in the mood anymore. So, you know, like, if basically, if your dad had come, like, five seconds later oh. or earlier, you might not be you. No, I know it's embarrassing, but it's really important to think about, right? It's just a visual no one wants. So, listen. So listen, so because women's bodies are so incredible, so like the man releases, and you're like, we know this, Bryony, but I mean, like the man releases like millions of sperm or whatever. I, I don't know if that, but um, the bo- women's bodies, like, well, we don't want any old sperm fertilizing the egg if, if there's an egg there, because as we know, there's only an egg there for like one day of each calendar month or two days, maybe most. Um, so the woman's body's like, we don't want any of this old riffraff. We want the creme de la creme of the sperm. So the body, our bodies start releasing these acids. Kill the weak sperm. Die, die, die. This is true. I'm not making this up. This is actual science. This is actual science. And then every day, from the, the day you're born, which as we all know is... as put someone doctors often describe as the most dangerous day of your life right obviously other than the day that you die um that's a pretty dangerous day um the uh, the you have to stay alive every day Mm. up to this day do you know what i mean like and when you think about the odds that we're all here we're all we're all absolute miracles and yet we're conditioned to think that we're not enough that we should be slimmer curvier i don't know and it's and it's all bullshit and i don't have the energy for any of it life is absolutely incredible it's amazing it's only here for like a you know and i know this sounds cheesy but it's cheesy because it's true it's only here for a tiny you know in the grand scheme of things things period of time and we should be enjoying it not worrying about our fucking cellulite here, here. i'm actually i feel like i've done an ex a workout i'm out of breath that was like a little gcse reproductive lesson i enjoyed it i, I have haven't to done do that it. since like years year 12 i do it quite it's a lot because i do people because i'm like you don't do you understand how special you are you yes. you 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 you're all special no, it's good it's a and good yeah, we need that like, perspective we need a know. bigger perspective yeah. and of course we're we only feel lacking or feel those negative feel, feelings because there's been so much social conditioning for hundreds of years as to how women should appear. And we're all trying to sort of combat that in our everyday lives with perhaps what we choose to ingest, what we read, who we follow on Instagram, who we're friends with, whatever. But it, it still feels like a bombardment at, time, at well, times. I, I think, I mean, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but... That sort of negative voice, you know, the, you know, when you were kind of saying about us all being confident, and immediately this voice inside of me was like, "No, we're not." <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I think that you know, there there is this part of me that is always going to worry about being an imposter. That is always going to worry about whether people care about what I'm what I'm talking about, whether they're going to question whether or not I know what I'm talking about. 
But what I think is, the older I've gotten, the more that I do in my life, the more that I try things that you know scare the crap out of me, but I do them anyway, and the resilience that you build around the things that you go through, that helps to be a stronger, louder, more powerful voice than the other little voice, which unfortunately I've just acknowledged is just always going to be there because yeah, it's yeah. it's been there it's for, for everyone, right? That's it's for everyone. Yeah. So you know there are going to be situations or circumstances where sometimes that little voice is going to be a bit louder but to me like actually so for example like going into a gym right like um I sometimes get um texts from like my friends I don't know why I've become this unofficial gym whisperer for them but they'll go I haven't been for a really long time I'm really scared blah 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 and then I'll kind of send them like a list of soothing texts but I don't feel remotely scared when I walk into a gym like it could be anywhere in the world it could be any weight section in the world and I just feel I walk in there like not like I own the place but like this is my place and I have a right to be in that space that space and that space which is not how I used to feel like I used to feel like any minute now if I occupied that space someone would like move me you know shoo me away or move me off so I'm very not grateful that's a terrible word but I'm like I built that myself I built the confidence that I have around that about being in those spaces that I felt like I didn't belong and if I can build that then there is so much more stuff that I can build around around the other things that I'm scared of and that you know that little voice is just going to get tinier and tinier and it may pop its head up but actually I've built you know ways of dealing with and feeling more confident and feeling more capable that will just drown it out and that's the way so that little voice did pipe up when you asked us that question then it got really horrified by the prospect of my parents having sex thanks granny (laughs) (laughs) and now it's gone back to hell yeah I'm capable I think you're quite right, Paula. It's not about... Because I think we've also all been brought up on this thing of, like, you've got to stand in the mirror and tell tell your reflection that you love you. And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to love you every... You know, because, no, that's not realistic. But you just don't have to hate you the whole time. Like, that's the difference. And some of the things we say, the little voices say to us, like, if we... If like a friend, like if you said that to me, I'd be like, why am I friends with this person? And yet we say these things, not that you oh, I would. Know, I know, We I say know. The, the self-chat, yeah. the self-sabotage is just off the scale. It's, it's like, awful. But it'll be down to things like, I don't know about you, but I'll be like, oh, I can't find my keys. I can't find my keys. And I'll be like, God, I'm just a pathetic human being. Yeah, like, you yeah, just yeah. lost your keys. Yeah. It escalates the really world, quickly. You know, yeah, it does though, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I'm just useless. Mm. And that is like really, as I always remember, and I'm sure I've told you this before, like, like we have to be really careful about what we say especially when like kids are involved and kids are around us and because you know I get lots of messages from women going how do I instill confidence in my teenage daughter or something and I'm like well you've got to instill it in yourself first and I remember being like swimming with Edie my daughter she's six and we were in the like changing room and I was getting into my bikini I was like oh my boobs are just so big and she went no mummy your boobs are exactly as they're supposed to be we are all born as we're supposed to be born and I was like yes yes but it is so important because we need to create positive change for the generations coming up for boys and girls and to have that conversation openly and to be encouraging and just generally positive about um how we are who we are as people just naturally as we come without filtering editing distilling reducing I think for women a lot of time it is reducing like you're saying Paul you know for you to go into a gym and say I'm comfy here this is my space I think we feel like that about in life you know walking into 
a bar or a place we wouldn't necessarily associate ourselves with fitting into or a workplace. We don't feel like we belong in that space and allowing ourselves to go, yes, I, I'm going to pull my shoulders back. I'm going to walk in. This is a space I can be in. I think all of us need to work on that for ourselves and work on that for the younger generations. And I was reading, or maybe it was in one of your documentaries, Annie, but I know that your mum was exceptional at instilling that in you to, to really... Um, to to encourage that confidence that was naturally there. Yeah, she was great. I'm really, really lucky with my mum. I think, um, so I was adopted at a young age, so I was quite lucky. I was burnt in a fire when I was four weeks old. It was a caravan fire. They believed my real mum put me in the fire and set light to it. I was then adopted, and so my adopted mum didn't have any guilt there, because I think a lot of the times if a child is been in some kind of accident there can be guilt linked to it and that can be quite hard for the, the parent my mum didn't have that and she was very much like Annie needs to deal with this from the off very much tried to pull me away from becoming that hospital baby you know tried to only have the operations that needed to happen and kind of pushed me into sport quite early because she wanted me to get used to being judged that sounds really harsh and it wasn't mean she wasn't like do it or don't eat it was just like go out there and get your face out there so I used to do as I said before like trampoline gymnastics these were very single sports I got used to being judged um and she wanted me to experience that and even little things like going to service stations for instance because obviously school or my local area people would kind of get used to me I'd get used to them and I'd be comfortable but she was always really mindful of putting me out in situations that were new and she'd be like right if you want the McDonald's you know go and get it and obviously I'd be like I don't want to go inside I don't want to be stared at today and she'd be like well you know if you want to eat you want the you know you want the treat go so yeah she she'd make me go and at the time I didn't see it as nasty I was just like oh fine like I just thought she was being lazy so <laughs> it's like Jesus you haven't, you haven't competed all day but yeah no, so she'd put me out there and make me sort of do these little things um but in equal measure she was occasionally occasionally I would say at school you know I'd be like I'm ill today and she knew and I knew I wasn't sick I was just like a bit bored just didn't fancy people staring at me or, or getting in trouble in some arena and she was really good at being like okay we'll just have a you know an off day today so she was really good at managing my own expectations, going, it's okay to not feel great, but on the whole, like, you, you keep going. You know, this isn't a constant feeling. And she knew when I was, like, trying my luck. So she was good in that arena. And that kind of leaked through my whole life. And she always told me I was beautiful. And I know a lot of people think it's crazy, but I've just never grown up thinking I was ugly. I, I don't think I'm gorgeous or I'm beautiful necessarily, but I don't think I'm bad. I'm very much like we're all different, you know. Like, Fern, you've got lovely skin and uh, nice blonde hair. I've got scars and brown hair. These are quite factual things and that's fine. And so for me, I was never really like, this has to be a bad thing. Like, Mm. this is really bad. It's annoying for me having to deal with people's reactions. Not so much day to day, because if I'm on it, truth be told, I'm probably the worst. I always say to my husband, I'm like, look at that, look look at that. My husband's like, Annie. (laughs) He's like look at you shut up <laughs> so I get that you know it's just it's just natural to like have a little look at other people but for me I really struggled to get a job my first job was really hot all my mates were getting jobs in shops like Topshop H&M these kind of things and if I walked my CV into a shop I could just see their face would drop and they'd just be like they'd look at me and just you know what maybe I would be nervous walking in and then they would see this nervous burnt kid and be like oh you know what she won't be shot for material you know so maybe it was a lot to do with me as well I'll put my hands up to it but either way I didn't get a job and so not having a job that made me feel useless frustrated alone and I thought god if I can't get a job what else can I do can you imagine you know can I have a relationship can I have the job that I really want you know so that kind of knocked me out so that was my sort of confidence waiver but after that I kind of realized that you know you just need to 
look at something in two ways. You know what I mean? There's always one way that you can improve something. But as I say, it was my mum, really, that gave me... But it's incredible because, like you say, even, you know, a knock like that, you know, not getting a job and, and, and you assuming, I know the reason why, that's a, that's a huge it thing was, for you to deal with. And then yeah, to, that was, to, to pick yourself back up, you know... It, and, it didn't happen smoothly, though. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, I wish I could say I had an epiphany and I was like, wow, I really see the light. But it didn't happen that way. I just got bored of being sad I got bored of feeling I was really sociable I was really like loved hanging out with friends I'm a really bubbly person I didn't like being sad so for me I was like right you know it doesn't matter who's fair you know whose fault it is or you know how fair it was this was my problem I had to deal with you know I had to manage this and I had to help people feel okay um, for me, that's when I really knew that I had to work for myself because I wasn't going to go in that situation of being like, can I have work? So again, personal training was perfect for me because I knew that I could get a course. I could find a gym. I could rent the space. I could pick up my own client base. I didn't have to ask for anything. I didn't have to get, seek anyone's help. I could just go and do all of these things myself. Very hard. On paper, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> in reality, it's hard. Um, but it was good. I moved out at 19, so it was very much like, make it work or donate mm. perfect odds um but yeah but uh no it was good I think um with me with confidence I'm gonna give you a little quick tip that I use especially when you kind of want to get out the door is just for briefly think to yourself what would I be without this problem it sounds really fruity what I'm gonna say but just you've got to do it in your own like state just think what would I be without this right now you know if I didn't care about this thing or how I look if I didn't care about this issue I've got with this guy or girl or this job that I don't have how would I feel if I didn't spend all this time on this anxiety or this depression or this sadness or this thing feel free you know I'd feel fucking brilliant wouldn't you yeah you know I mean? free liberated so you feel free and yeah. liberated so for me I've got that one I always just think there you go and also imagine you know if we're hundreds you look back you're always going to think two things you're going to think I said two things now. Why'd I say that? You're going to think... think one, <laughs> Maybe one thing. I know, where we go. No, you th- you're going to think, I wish I didn't care what people think. Actually, probably you'd have more sex. Those two things, that's what you're going to think. Do you know what I mean? So either way, you're not going to care about how you look or these mini problems. They're so small in the yeah. scheme of life. And it comes back to how, I help, how I've always sort of dealt with problems. And it's not... This is why I always get nervous of giving loads of advice. Mine's not to these huge, big, otherworldly answers. It's very much like, how do you want to live? Do you want to be in a state of anxiety frustration sadness or do you want to feel good mm. and just realizing that all of that's in our power that's the bit that makes me feel good i'm like you know what? i can do this i can i can change this if i've got myself into this mess i can get myself out of it mm. but it does take you going i'm going to accept myself and that's not just saying i'm afraid i'm beautiful anyway i'm wonderful this is great it's kind of saying hold on annie so you did try to get a job well done but did you walk into that shop with confidence was your CV good enough? Do you know what I mean? Like you have to put yourself against the wall and say, mm. what's the good and what's the bad? And then tackle those bits that you know that you can work on. Do you know what I mean? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For your mum, it was obviously, um, you know, as you said, you just saw it as her parenting you and her saying, go on, get out the door and do it. But I'm sure that took 
a lot of strength from her. Oh, thinking, yeah, yeah. Right, I know yeah. what is about to happen. She might be judged. She yeah. might be stared at. People might ask her questions, but yeah. I need her to go and do this for her own good later on in life, which is yeah. how we should all parent, but often we don't because we're scared. Now you are a mum. Oh, here we go. Can you do that? You know, because I find it's... I know that my son and daughter and my stepkids need to go out and experience you know, everything, good, the bad, you know, the whole experience of life they need to learn. Yeah. But I'm terrified of know, them having that experience. Do you know what? This question always comes up to me, right? And I literally want to cringe because I kind of go, I'm pretty resilient. Can I just be resilient enough for them too? They can just stay next to me. Um, no, I think um, I've actually really thought about this one because there's that double-edged sword. You're kind of like, I mean, my son's two, okay? So I'm a bit delicate in this arena at this point. But I am very much like, I'm going to have to structure it. Like, I don't think I'm going to have to let this go. Like, I think you can do little ways. I'm very tactical, so I can't do the big questions. I'll do the little things. If they're doing like a club or a sport, say to them, you know, great, this is good. Say like, after two weeks, they hate it. Say, you do it till the end of term. That's the resilience you can give them, you know? You're not going to pin them to the wall for three years, but you're going to say, look, you said you wanted to do this. I'm paying money for this. You know, I'm making an effort for you. You want to do it. You said you're going to do it. You said you were going to do it. Let's go for it. You might change. Because the truth is, they actually need to do that. Because how often do you meet someone... Um, sounds mean actually sometimes but you meet someone and the first impression you're a bit like you're a bit of a dick but actually after like a year and you've been hanging out with them you have one night out with them you're like oh my god you're awesome and then you've created an amazing friendship these are wonderful people we do need that time to go you stick with that you know you keep going you give things a chance and you can completely change the whole perspective that doesn't just go with relationships but it goes with um, work jobs and everything and that's the beauty of it the way I know that I'll be able to push him out the door and say like you're gonna have to do it is because all these horrible things like I know I told you that that time about the job and not getting work I'm not gonna lie it was awful if I can give you some big points of my life that was worse even though on paper I probably got a lot of the nasty ones that people have said some really horrible comments that didn't bother me what bothered me was I thought for a split second I was useless and I couldn't contribute to the to life you know that was a big one for me so that whole period was really hard but that whole period gave me everything gave me all those things that you can't buy you know it gave me that point to actually build confidence that real confidence we have to go you know what I don't like this I'm going to do it anyway I'm going to push myself forward I'm going to back myself so I know when I say to Sonny, hard luck, pal, keep going. I'm here. You're safe. Come home. Let's have a snuggle. But you're going to get back up, you know? Mm. So I know that it's okay to do that. I know that sounds, that's a long answer. Sorry. No, it's a complicated question though. You know, I think for any parent, we, we tread the line and we try and get it right. And we often feel that we're failing. And I, I think, think little bits is yeah, the big key. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's incredible. Um, Porna, how, you know, you've talked about, the, the sort of catalyst for you picking up weights for the first time is you wanted to feel physically strong. You didn't want to rely on anyone else. How has it uh, helped, hindered, or strengthened your relationship with your own body? I mean, to use the word journey again, because we love it so much, is that um, I'm not going to lie, I really struggled with it at the beginning. So on the one hand, um, there was this really unexpected mental benefit it, I'm not saying that anything ever really fixes, dissolves or gets rid of something like grief when you're going through it, but it made, it, it made parts of it more bearable. And I think because it was something that was just for me, um, creating that sort of mental space where I didn't have to worry about whether people were worried about me or I had to put on like a you know happy face or whatever, that, that space mentally was great. However, 
there was a mental component around my body changing around it. And, um, you know, like I had my hair cut today and I was telling the lady about what I was coming to do and was talking about weightlifting. And she said, oh, you know, but doesn't it make your legs big? And I just said, well, yeah, yes and no. And is that a bad thing? I just said, so your legs getting bigger probably means that you can lift more, which might make you feel better about things. But I could feel, I I knew what she was talking about because I used to worry about that as well. And when you apply, you know, as you all know, when you apply a different sort of training to your body, science, it's going to change the way that your body looks more often than not. And what I didn't really understand was that my body was... So we were doing... Like, it was basically a recomposition. So, you know, things were getting broader, things were getting smaller, other things were getting bigger. But but it really freaked me out. And what probably didn't help was that, you know, I had certain well-meaning friends and family that would comment on the physique of my body changing and not necessarily in a very complimentary way. So the one thing, um, you know, that really, I just lost my shit at this was basically someone saying to me that, oh, you know, men don't really like muscular physiques. You might just want to, you know, not, not basically lift heavier weights. You might just want to stick that opinion up your asshole. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, but that really got in my head. And for, you know, a couple of weeks, I just thought, oh my God, yeah, what was I thinking? I should, even though I don't care, give a crap about what men think about my physique, the, the damage was done. And I did, I was already struggling with the fact that my body was changing. And I thought, like, no one's going to think this is attractive, et cetera, et cetera. And then thankfully, you know, I got my head around that. And I just thought, but no one else has to live in my own brain. Like, no one else has to live in my own body. Like, when, the day that I die is the day that my body dies with me. So how I look after it, what I decide to put into it, how I train it, is literally no one else's business but my own. Yes, my physique is different to if you looked at me two years ago, because I think two years ago I was obsessed with trying to be as strong as I could, but trying to keep my physique as small as I could. And it is, that's a false proposition because it's just, it's not possible. If you want to get stronger, because why wouldn't you want to? Because getting stronger will only make you feel good about yourself. To me, I had to let go of that, of like whatever happens with my body when it's, in, when it's bulking up, so when I'm trying to put on my muscle, when I'm shredding it down because I want to look a bit leaner, it's taught me that what I apply to my body changes it. And that's not something to necessarily be scared of. Like my body is, this is my home. This is what I arrived on earth with. This is a safe space for me. So sitting within my own body and not liking it or feeling like what other people say has or should have any impact on like the land that I occupy in like it's not okay and it's not acceptable for people to do that because I have to live with myself at the end of the day and so I let go of some of that and I just feel so much freer around it because there isn't we have this conversation around strong women right like so basically that you know, being strong is good, you know, it's great, etc., etc. But my experience is that there is this glass ceiling around what strength looks like for women. And most people are terrified of bulking up or getting bigger and so on. And I really had to ask myself where that came from. Why is it more acceptable for the, you know, for men to bulk up or have more muscle, but it's not okay for me as a woman to. And I couldn't really find, there's no adequate response to it because it's basically patriarchy and it's sexism and it's conditioning and it's all these things that add absolutely bugger all to the quality of your life. So 
I'm not saying that I'm perfect. It's something that I still struggle with. But I've let go of a lot of it. So I might have a day when I have a wobble about it, but it'll be a day. And then the next day I'm back to it and I'm like, why the hell did I waste my time on that? That's what I think it is a lot of the time. We just realise, why am I wasting so much time yeah. thinking, even thinking about yeah. it, considering it? It just, it's liberating and empowering to, to let that notion go. Um, this has been one of the most enjoyable chats for me ever. Um, I don't know about you, but I have gained so much from each of your um, stories and your viewpoint on fitness and, and why you do it and, and how it benefits you. And um, I think a lot of other people out there are going to really feel the same. So I wish we could continue talking and we probably could for the next week. Um, but we will wrap up here. A huge thank you to Bryony, Annie and Porna for sharing their stories today. It was amazing. Thank you, ladies. And a big thank you to Sweaty Betty um, for putting this all on. It's been really lovely to not only um, have my friends involved in a project like this, but to have the time to talk and to have you all here again. Sorry that I have my bum facing you the whole <laughs> way through that. Um, but just to have you all here today, really appreciate you giving up your time to come down and to listen to us chat today and get back home safe and have a good rest of your week. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, what an amazing group of women. I'm so lucky to call those brilliant females my friends. A massive thanks again to Bryony, Porna and Annie. We have another fantastic couple of guests on tomorrow's show. That's right, you're getting three shows this week. And to find out who is next, all you need to do is find us on Instagram at happyplaceofficial. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 